Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. We're kicking off a new series here on the podcast called Red Flag Series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I was inspired by the daily devotional plan I'm currently reading on Red Flags. It got me thinking about the red flags we experience on a daily basis. Whether it's through friendships, relationships, career, or yourself, red flags are there to give us warnings. In this episode called Ride or Die Until You Upgrade, I talk about the type of friends who will be your friend till the end, until you become competition. The type of people who claim they want the best for you, but truly just don't want you to be doing better than them. They don't have your best interest at heart, and even though you may experience some fun moments with them, you have to remember they are two-faced, and that they'll choose themselves over you, if it comes down to it. I go more in depth about the red flags to pay attention to with these types of friends, why we try to see the good in these types of people, and more. But before I dive into today's podcast episode, I have to do a life recap first. It's been about three weeks since my last update, and man, there's been a lot that's happened. I'll start first with the Bronx 10-mile race that happened a few weeks ago. I honestly couldn't have asked for better weather that day. Of course, I had the race jitters at the starting line, but as I went from mile 1 to 9, it felt exhilarating. I had so much energy left to the very end. The race ended with a downhill slope to the finish, and I ended up beating my personal record time for 10 miles. All in all, it was such a good race course, and I'll definitely be signing up for that race next year. So that week ended, and the following week, I went through something I've never experienced before. To tell you the truth, I could foresee all this happening too. My workload was piling up. My stress levels were at an all-time high. I was barely eating and functioning because of how much work I had in front of me. I wasn't taking care of myself, running on empty, literally. And then on a Sunday night, I got a warning sign, red flag, if you will. I had a panic attack. Like I said, this was something I never experienced, so I didn't know what to expect. That definitely didn't help me stay calm. I had trouble breathing. I immediately called my closest family and friends. My cats just stared at me as I basically collapsed onto my bed, unable to breathe properly, and my entire body just went numb. I couldn't stop shaking, and it was one of the most scariest moments ever. Luckily, I had my friends on the other line, texting and calling, and one of my best friends was able to calm me down before I got a hold of my mom. She was literally a lifesaver. It's been a week or so since the panic attack, and I can't help but still think back to that moment where I was numb and I couldn't breathe. I clearly had all the red flags leading up to this point. I knew that this would eventually happen at the rate I was moving, Barely sleeping, barely eating, 
ignoring my body's cry for help. I was too focused on taking care of everyone else, my clients, friends, my brand, that I forgot to take care of the one person who was the number one priority, me. Since then, I've started to take care of myself again, slowly and surely. I've started to mentally train myself that if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. It's not worth it. I'm curious to know if any of you have ever experienced something like this. Maybe it's the high stress levels of your job or relationship, family matters, friendships, whatever it is that triggers you to have something as scary as a panic attack. I love to know how you are coping or have been coping with this. Also, would love all the tips because I'm still working on getting myself there. And on another life update, I went home to see my family this past week and this current week. We had booked a mountain getaway family trip to Asheville a month ago, and the timing of this was much needed, especially after my family saw the effect of my overloaded schedule. I love that I can always rely on my family. They are there for me through everything, and I am so grateful for that. It's been nice being out of New York City for a while. Whenever I leave, I always contemplate my life elsewhere. I was even in the massage chair that my parents invested in a while ago, which is also the best thing ever, and something I look forward to every time I go home to see them. And I was thinking one night about my thoughts of my future in New York City. My mind went from, do I want to stay there forever? Where would I go next? And I don't know if you guys do this too. I'll constantly find myself zoning out and envisioning what my future will look like. I'm not exactly sure where I was going with this point, but maybe I'm just curious how many of you are also hesitant on where you are currently, physically in life, the location you're in, the environment you're surrounded by. I mean, I love New York City. I'm in love with the place. It inspires me and it makes me feel so empowered. But the people, that I question on a daily basis. And so my question is this, can I move forward with this? Can my love for a place be greater than the people? An answer that I'll just have to stick around to find out, I guess. That's just about it for my life recap. So let's dive into today's episode on the red flags and friendship. You know how at the beach, If you spot a red flag, that means strong currents that can cause significant injury or death. It's marked on the beach because it's indicating or warning us that there's danger ahead. Which leads me to this point. You know those friends, and I say friends in quotation marks because they don't even come close to that label, but those people who you friend. And in the beginning, it's all rainbows and butterflies. But as you progress in the friendship, you start to spot red flags, warning signs. For example, hearing from another friend that that person was gossiping about your secrets to someone else, or a red flag that you notice this person is nice to you one day and then the opposite to you another day, depending on their mood. I don't know about you, but when I spot a red flag, 
I just pause in my tracks. I have to reevaluate the situation and person and ask why I have that gut feeling that something is not right. With friendships, I've had way too many instances to count. And the mistake I made in my past was seeing those red flags and making excuses for that person. They lied to me. Yeah, maybe they were going through something. They were selfish and didn't bother to tell you something important. Yeah, well, maybe it's not their fault. I made too many mistakes excusing people or forgiving people too easily when they didn't deserve it. And I think... It's because we've experienced these unfortunate situations, we're able to catch on to the red flags more easily. I wanted to talk about a few of the many red flags to spot with your friendships. Number one, they only support you when they're winning. You know how to spot this one? Share an achievement with your friend and see how they react. Are they happy for your happiness? Do they try to bring themselves into your narrative? Do they make it about them instead of you? Do they congratulate you? See how they respond, and that will tell you a lot. The first time, you may not catch it, but notice their responses over time, over many instances where you are winning or you're successful. You'll notice that these people are happy for you when they're in a good place in life, when they are happy. But when it's a bad day for them, Don't expect a smile or congratulations for your success. And I wish I could bring examples into this podcast, but some of them might be obvious, maybe to the person listening, so I won't go into detail there. I've had instances where this was the case. Girls who would congratulate me to my face and then talk negatively about it to others behind my back. Which brings me to number two. They like you until you become competition. I want to talk about woman empowerment for a minute. Look, maybe there are women out there supporting other women, but a lot of this woman empowerment seems very surface level. I'm happy to think that women out there are genuinely supporting each other in a non-competitive way, but let's be real. Even I'm guilty of this. Deep down, we have this competitive nature inside of us. Deep down, we look at other women and judge them for their clothes, their shoes, their bodies, their possessions. And we do it because there's a part of us that feels like we need to be better. Or maybe not necessarily better, but maybe it's the need to be acknowledged. And so we do what we naturally do compare ourselves to women on social media, in real life, our friend groups, our family, and we look at the parts that only we can physically see. And when we see the physical parts exceeding ours, we mentally note them as competition in our eyes. You know what? We probably don't even admit it to ourselves, but sometimes that need to be acknowledged is so deafening that it comes out as a major red flag through our friends. You'll start noticing these people will nitpick you and make comments that make you question whether it's a compliment or an insult. They'll poke fun at certain things you do or say, categorizing it in the joke pile so it's not offensive, but those remarks are also red flags and not to be ignored. 
Or maybe these people will make you question your successes and make you feel like you need to lower your bar to make them feel good about themselves. Essentially, if you're doing better, they're not happy with it and want you to dim your light so theirs can shine brighter. Sound familiar to anyone? I'm sure many of you have instances popping up in your minds. I know I do. And number three, you feel drained after communicating with them. This red flag should tell you a lot about your compatibility with a particular person. If even having a minor conversation with someone depletes your resources and you feel drained, that means the friendship takes more than it gives. After hanging out with someone, you should feel that delightful high afterwards. You should feel happiness that you were able to spend time with them, not relief that the hang is over. That's definitely a red flag right there. Why do we try to see the good in these types of people? Maybe because we think there's potential within them. We've seen signs that they can be the person we want them to be. You know they're capable, so you just can't help but turn a blind eye when they let you down. You know that'll only happen just this once, or twice, or maybe you don't want to think they'll do anything to harm you. Or maybe it's the expectations. You treat them with respect and expect the same in return. Or maybe it's the history you've had with this person. Maybe in your eyes, the good times outweigh the bad. You might think, what's the point in trying to sever the friendship now? You've gone through worse. Regardless, we turn a blind eye because we essentially care about them. But maybe it's time to wake up, take these red flags as a warning sign, and think twice whether the red flag is worth putting up with the next time. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another topic on the red flags we experience on a daily basis, the flakes. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in.